The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back for the last episode of Agile Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we've been doing a deep dive into the methodology that can transform your marketing strategies and cross-functional effectiveness, Agile Operations. Each day this week, we've published an episode that discusses what you need to know about using Agile methodologies to make sure your marketing strategies, content, and implementation are more effective. With us this week has been Roland Smart, who is a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast and the VP of Marketing at Pantheon. Pantheon is a website operations platform for Drupal and WordPress, and they're the leader in the web ops industry and run more enterprise WordPress and Drupal sites than any other platform. So far this week, Roland and I have talked about how to apply agile processes into marketing, how to approach agile transformation, how to use agile methodologies to create content and drive sustainable organic growth. And yesterday we talked about how web ops can promote agility. So today we're going to continue our conversation and discuss how to build an Agile marketing stack. Here's the last installment of Agile Week with Roland Smart from Pantheon. Roland, happy Friday and welcome to the end of Agile Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks. Looking forward to closing it out on a high note. It's been a great week and I'm happy to say this is probably the area that I know the most about in the sense of building a MarTech stack that is agile and flexible. It's something that we've worked a lot on with the MarTech podcast and how we how we create our content. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about what your advice is for how marketers can build a MarTech stack that is agile and flexible and allows them to iterate quickly. Awesome. Well, I think A good place to start is to return to the idea that built into agile values and principles is this idea that we try and break up work into the smallest possible pieces that we can, right? What's the smallest minimum viable product we can build and deploy to validate that we're heading in the right direction? That also applies to the way we structure our teams, right? Agile says small cross-functional teams are more efficient, they're more innovative, and there's a lot of industry research that shows that Teams, small cross-functional teams also feel more connected to each other and more connected to the work. So if we apply this idea of breaking things into small pieces to the work and to the team, we should also think about applying it to our architecture or our marketing stack. So let's think about what that means for a second. From my perspective, this means that it encourages marketers to think about their marketing stack 
from the perspective of service-oriented architecture. So remember, Agile comes from the software development world. One of the things that's revolutionized the software development world is service-oriented architecture, or today what we call microservices, right? This idea that when we build an application or a software service, what we're actually doing is we're building small services that have RESTful APIs and that talk to each other to accomplish some bigger goal. Another way of saying that is we're moving away from a monolithic architecture. Now, if we look at the marketing technology landscape, what we see is there's the marketing clouds out there that I'm sort of saying are more like the monolithic architecture, right? They're trying to come to market with a fully integrated stack of marketing solutions. Give me an example of what you mean by marketing cloud. What are some of the big monolithic vendors that you're thinking of first? So certainly, I think Adobe, the Oracle Marketing Cloud, those would fall into this um, category where they have a really broad suite of technologies and their value proposition could be, you know, a marketer could get literally everything they need from a single vendor and that these technologies are fully integrated together. Mm -hmm. An alternative to that view, which is more consistent with an agile approach, is to say, well, actually, what we want to have is standalone, small microservices that a marketer is going to combine to achieve their goal. A microservice could be around orchestration or automation, could be around data enrichment, could be around website operations, or some other function that the marketer needs as part of their marketing stack. So it's more of a best-in-class approach where we're going to integrate a portfolio of microservice-oriented solutions together. So there's a bunch of reasons why this is relevant for Agile. So one thing is that it reduces the likelihood that we're going to get locked into a vendor relationship and cross-sold to death. It gives us more flexibility because we're not pinning as much of the marketing stack down to a more monolithic application. We can have more flexibility to swap out components of our marketing stack at will and switch out, because switching out a microservice is obviously much easier than switching out a broader application that ties into more of our systems. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. What I want to do is talk about some practical applications of how people are building agile stacks. I'm, I'm happy to talk about what we do here at the MarTech podcast, because I think it's a pretty good example in terms of our content production, some of the tools that we use, but without going on too much about our business, are there any examples that stick out to you of people that are doing a great job taping these, what we call microservices together to replace the monolithic service? Yeah. So one of the things that I'm most excited about the MarTech conference, which is just right around the corner, is there is an event there called the Stackies. And what Scott Brinker has challenged participants to do is to come with representations of their marketing stacks and share them with other marketers in the room. The goal is like, let's just share knowledge, share best practices and share what's working. And they published these stacky diagrams. And if you want to see what Pantheon stack looks like, you can go check it out because we're going to publish an entry this year. But one of the themes that you've seen developing across these stackies presentations is that increasingly marketers are combining best-in-class services and tying them together. So one of the things that you might see us do at Pantheon, for example, is tie together the way that we're using our implementation of intercom to spin off data and pop surveys via get feedback, which then pushes into our enterprise data warehouse, 
We use a service called Datanize to enrich some of that data. It then gets pushed into Salesforce, then gets synchronized with marketing automation through Marketo. So there's basically a set of standalone discrete services there that are adding value and adding data and context that we're collecting based on a small set of interactions that our user might have with us. So it wouldn't be that hard for us, for example, to swap out the marketing automation piece without breaking the fundamental architecture of the system we've set up. Yeah, absolutely. I want to go into a little detail just because I think that going through the workflow for the MarTech podcast and talking about how we manage some of our content development might be useful for people to hear. And I think that the underlying philosophy is pretty much the same. So we use Google Apps for our email. And in Google Apps, there is a plugin called MixMax, which allows us to create templates that makes it easy for me to do some outreach to not only people that I'm interested in having on our show, but also to potential sponsors. And with MixMax, it comes the tool with the ability for you to automatically BCC an email address that is that feeds any email into a CRM. So we use Pipedrive as our CRM. So whenever I'm having a conversation with someone over email, I'm mostly using a templatized email to try to do our guest outreach. That information gets fed into our CRM and I'm able to go through our CRM and basically put everything in stages in terms of whether I'm networking with someone, whether they're a business development contact, whether they are a consulting client or whether they're someone who I'm going to create content for. When someone gets into that content workflow, we then take that data and we feed it into Airtable, which is a service that has some triggers. So when a piece of content is moved from scheduled to recorded to edited to ready for publishing, the people on my team are getting emails whenever those statuses are changed in Airtable. And all of our content is then mapped from Airtable to Dropbox. So let's say, for example, I wanted to change my CRM and move from Pipedrive to Salesforce. I needed something that was a little bit more enterprise-centric. All I would really need to do is change the email in MixMax to automatically BCC my Salesforce email and then connect Salesforce into the workflow that we have built for Airtable. So I think the moral of the story is here that there's sort of a cascading water flow of these services that for us were built on specific needs. Whenever we were building these processes and trying to test workflows, we would find a tool that solved a discrete specific problem. And then we would build that into and integrate it with the other tools that we have. That sounds great. I mean, I love that example. I think like it is possible to imagine how you might be able to get 80% of the way there using a single platform. But the reality is that you'll be constrained when it comes to actually fulfilling the full requirements that you're trying to achieve. And it will also reduce your ability to innovate and be flexible moving forward because you will lock in your innovation to the amount of innovation that a single vendor provides you. Absolutely. And I think the mindset here, talking about agility, and maybe this is actually something that's worth going into a little detail. You know, the philosophy for me is I'm a solopreneur and I have a team of contractors and people that are helping me. I have a dedicated production team. But a lot of what our processes are built out of me knowing that there is a problem with something that we're doing. Hey, we need to get better at content production. We need to make more content. Or I don't want to send emails out to guests to let them know what their stats are because it's time consuming. How do I automate that process so they still get the email from me, but I don't have to hand type it myself? 
So I'm basically doing this work and figuring out how it should be done and then trying to find ways to hand it off to someone else, figure out what the processes, have them document how to do it. And we're either finding a technology solution to implement that or finding offshore cheaper labor that are taking on these micro tasks as well. Mm -hmm. While we're on the topic of microservices, two things. First, it's important to acknowledge, like I'm not saying that you won't work with mainstream more of these marketing clouds, like you may just take a single service or a couple of services from them. So it's going to be a combination. Marketers are pragmatists in general, and I think they're comfortable combining more microservice oriented things with larger, more broad software technologies. And that's great. Like, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. The second point that I want to make here, though, is that there's an interesting discussion to have around open source and the role that open source plays. Because when you're thinking about building out your MarTech stack, part of what you're trying to do is de-risk and to, at the same time that you're de-risk, make sure that you're hitching your train to a caboose, which is going to be constantly innovating. And to the degree that you can embrace open source in your marketing technology stack, or at least have open source be a significant percentage of your marketing stack, I see that marketers who are interested in microservices will choose to do this. So for example, when it comes to choosing a content management solution or system, WordPress and Drupal, these are two open source technologies that are the dominant technologies in the marketplace. 35% of the web is running on WordPress and Drupal. So if you're a marketer, high likelihood that you have a WordPress and Drupal site. And part of the benefit of choosing to work with those open source technologies is that there's this amazingly large community of developers who are out there extending those solutions and iterating on those solutions on your behalf. The other side of that is that if you own one of those sites, there's a huge pool of developers that you can tap into who you can hire to help you advance those sites. And you won't have a hard time finding the resources who you can contract or you can hire full time to advance your web experience. I'll be totally honest. A lot of this strategy, at least for me, comes out of just purely monetary considerations. It's about being cheap. I don't know if there is a universal podcast hosting and scheduling and content production system. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. When you're piecing these things together, they tend to be a lot less expensive. You can use the $12 to $100 a month service that solves your specific needs and put in the extra work and logistics to be able to get those systems to talk to each other for a lot less than one system that does everything in the same universe. I also think that in terms of finding labor and one of the approaches that we've taken with the MarTech podcast is trying to use a distributed workforce that's around the world, right? Our editor Panos is in Greece and we pay him a handsome wage. Panos, I hope you're happy, which it's different context of what a handsome wage is in Greece and what an editor that has his level of skill would have in the United States. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm talking myself into giving him a raise now, but <laughs> the same thing with our production assistant. We have people that are working in the Ukraine that are significantly less expensive and we're the same caliber of talent. And it's like by breaking out not only the things you're trying to accomplish from a technology perspective, but also from the micro task execution that is the manual part of your business by breaking these things out into little pieces by being agile, whether it's your MarTech stack or whether it's your labor force, you can mitigate risk by not spending as much money. And that's really the core for where it comes from me. Completely agree. 
There's another thing that I'll just call out when it comes to tapping into people rather than technology. Again, going back to Agile, right? Agile would say like, if you have an idea where you think you could deploy some technology as part of your marketing stack to get a job done, oftentimes before investing in the technology, you can first just invest in a person on a contract basis to say like, forget the technology. Let's just insert a person here and see if, will this thing work? If I had some magical technology that could do this thing for me, would it actually produce some value for our business? So oftentimes like the MVP or the minimum viable product might not be technology out of the gate. It might be just inserting a person, do that job. It could be an upworker, get some data, validate that there's an actual need for this technology. And then start with, as you said, like, what is the cheapest bit of technology we can deploy and see if that works? And as you understand the ROI, you can increase your willingness to invest in more robust technology, whether that's a technology you can buy, or in some cases, that'll be a technology that you need to build. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, when we talk about the mindset of Agile, you know, it's a, it's a methodology, it's a philosophy, and it's about your small tests and iteration whether that is with your marketing strategies or whether that's with your personnel, your team management, whether it's with how you're putting your marketing stack together, taking small bites is at the core and center of this strategy. And it's something that will de-risk everything you're doing. It's something that we apply here at the MarTech podcast. And it's helped us try to figure out what our customers want and how to scale that by taking everything one step at a time and finding the right solution that's the right size for the problems that we're facing. That sounds like the right recipe. Awesome. All right. Well, Roland, let me just stop here and say we've covered a ton about agility across a broad set of topics. Any last words before we land the plane on Agile Week for the MarTech podcast? This has been super fun for any of your listeners or guests who might find their way to MarTech. I would love to meet them in person and we'll have a booth there. And I'd invite you all to come by and visit us and just ask for me. I'd love to come find you and talk with you. Wonderful. So if you're heading over to the MarTech Conference, also another sponsor of the MarTech Podcast, the show is April 3rd to 5th in San Jose. For the record, this is not a paid placement, but Roland and some of the Pantheon marketing team is going to be at the conference. So if you're interested in learning more about Agile, you can find Roland at the MarTech Conference. Feel free to go up and say hi and let them know that you heard the show as well. Okay, that wraps up Agile Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Roland for joining us. If you'd like to learn more of Roland's tips for building an effective Agile strategy, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can reach out to him on Twitter, where his handle is rsmartly, R-S-M-A-R-T-L-Y, or you can visit his company's website, which is pantheon.io, P-A-N-T-H-E-O-N.io. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for all of our guests. And if you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you. So we built benjshap.com slash question where you can submit your questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My personal handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we've got some great episodes lined up for the rest of the month. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed on Monday morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.